Hey friends, looks like you clicked on our awesome podcast, which is just two best friends talking about nerdy stuff, interesting stories from their lives, and reading and reacting to fictional stories found on the internet. But as with most things found on the internet, this podcast is absolutely not for children, or some adults, you have been warned. everybody, welcome back to the Argle Bargle Pod. I am Tyler. And I'm Mike. And how you doing today, Mike? Pretty good. I'm coming to terms with my full-blown addiction to Mountain Blade Bannerlord. <laughs> uh, Mountain Blade 2. It's Banner become Lord. an addiction since last it time we spoke. fully addictive. Um, it's what I think about when I'm going to sleep. It's what I think about, like, just during the day I'll, like, Google something because the system's... The game comes with an encyclopedia that you can use at any point, which is amazing. It's like cheat codes in the middle of the game sometimes. Okay, that's cool. Because, like, it's an omnipotent book almost. It's like, <laughs> I want to find where this noble is so I can ask him if his daughter is, is marryable or something. It's like, consult the book. Oh, that guy was last seen at this city, like, this many days ago. Fuck yeah. All right, perfect. And then I ride <laughs> to that city to go look for his ass. Nice. But then there's also completely, like incomprehensible details on like how the thing how things actually work and the game doesn't give you like a great idea like just learning like how certain controls work or like if you have a party and you get a companion and you make a companion start their own party getting them to come back to you is like a whole thing and so for so many things you have to go to the internet to find the solution I'm sorry. How is your? How are you, Tyler? <laughs> I I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, I don't have an obsession of uh, anything like you, but this is interesting. You I think like you're better than you're me? <laughs> Not better, just different. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Me and me and Lindsay have been playing like. A little bit of Xbox lately. We've been playing um, Moving Out. That's been fun. Is, We're getting pretty far. Is that... Wait, so that's, is that the one that looks like Overcooked, but you're throwing uh, furniture into a truck? Yeah. 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 No, that game... I played it for a little bit, but I, I had a hard time with it, if I'm being honest. I'm not great with cooperative games like that. <laughs> no, it was all right. I, I enjoy playing it. It's a lot of fun. Me and Lindsay get a kick out of it. Um, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. I did have one, uh, kind of weird interaction this week that I will share with you right now. Um, so I had an interview for like a little small time job. Okay. Um, and so it was like a virtual interview, right? Have you, I mean, I don't know how much experience you have with virtual interviews, but they're, they're, they're interesting. They're like somewhat weird, but, um, so I did the interview. I started, and, you know, we exchanged pleasantries. Hi, how are you? Whatever. They're so and, awkward, uh, aren't they? They are very awkward. Very awkward. Yes. It's, it's hard enough doing this show and I can't see you. 
to try yeah, to find exactly. a pause in conversation where it's like, is it my turn to talk right now? Yeah, and, and because our like, the internet here is not great, so it's kind of, it has like a little bit of a lag, which made it a little worse. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, the the interview started, and he read out like you know what the job was, and then he he was having like some computer issues. So he's like, just like, give me a second, like, so sorry, whatever, you know, all that stuff. And then, like, we got halfway through the interview and he was like, you know what, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm actually supposed to be interviewing you for a different position. <laughs> what the f- That's so good. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So well, I was like, yeah, these are tricky back- questions. Huh? We got to go back to the start and uh, I'll read out the actual job that you applied for and we'll, we'll go from there. So I was like, oh, all right, sounds good. So we restarted the interview and then, you know, did my thing, answered all the questions, whatever. And then like at the end of the interview, um, my internet started to like crack a little bit. So I was catching like, you know, probably two out of every three words that he said. Fuck. And so I had to ask him to repeat himself and he was like, okay, like, do you have any questions? Like, what was the question that he asked me? I was like, no, like all good here. Like whatever. And he's like, okay, well, like, sounds good. We'll... I'll, uh, I'll see you later. I was like, oh, okay. But at the beginning of the interview, he told me that I had to do like this comprehensive test at the end. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, so I was kind of sitting there, like we didn't do a test and I didn't ask him any questions or anything, but he was just like, okay, like we'll see you later. Was and the, I just sat there and waited. And then the he just like, for like the other job. I, 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 that's what I'm assuming now because he, he didn't like the test never came up again. So he was just like. But the weird part was he didn't end he didn't end the interview. So he just like the interview was over and I was just sitting there like looking at him and then he he just like got up and went on his phone for a bit. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was just like I think he thought that the interview was like done and I was not there anymore. He must have closed it out or something. And I guess it didn't like it didn't end the video call. He like minimized it instead of exit it or something. Yeah. So he's just yeah, recording. So I was just like you're Looking so him, like... lucky that he didn't take his meat out or something. <laughs> if, like, all the memes from, like, COVID Zoom meetings are to be believed, you're so lucky. Actually, never mind. I'm not saying I wish that that happened to you. That shouldn't happen to anybody. But I guarantee you, you would get some kind of payment out of it. <laughs> You'd get the job for sure. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, like, I'd at least get the job, right? <laughs> do it no but it was like the most awkward thing so i was just like sitting there and he was and he like kind of he was like stretching went on his phone for a second and then i just like panicked and just ended the interview and i was like okay like and then after i felt real weird i was like i don't know i don't know what just happened yeah (laughs) because i was expecting it i was expecting a test it never came and then the whole thing of him just like not ending the call i was like i'm very confused he showed up I'm to work sure hungover i think what he showed up to work hungover yeah <laughs> still drunk i think <laughs> anyway yeah it was it was the one of the most weird interactions i've had like for a job interview yeah but yeah no it's good other than that like my life has been fairly the same <laughs> i think this came up in another episode I don't know. I'm not sure if it did or not because we were talking about like resumes and stuff once. I made the person giving me a job interview cry once (laughs) and I still didn't get the job. Not like I bullied them live, but 
but like i told them a, a story um because they asked for like it was something stupid like name like a time that was like a really impactful like transaction or like exchange between you and a client and i told them a story that i won't get into now but it, it is very sad yeah and i was like i Basically, I was talking about like how like I was just trying to maintain professionalism while dealing with like a situation that hit me emotionally, and right. the interviewer just fucking cried, and I still didn't get a call back. So really, yeah. <laughs> so you hit, you nailed that one. I, the other questions maybe not so good. Yeah, the rest of it's like ah, <laughs> oh, no life experience, no job experience, can't add. <laughs> doesn't speak great. Doesn't read great. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a surprising amount about 40k though <laughs> at that time i didn't i don't think <laughs> i went to university and now the funny thing is one of the things i retained most from university was 40k but i also do <laughs> continuous learning for 40k and not for a lot of stuff i did in university that's fair <laughs> that makes perfect sense actually ironically i use my 40k knowledge way more than integral calculus so <laughs> we should change this podcast into an uh, integral calculus podcast no <laughs> no i'm sorry i can't yes and that because i'll 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 have an episode like <laughs> i didn't love it i'm good at math uh i have to work at it but i um i don't enjoy it at all that's fair i like theory for a lot of these things, like, there's a lot of good, like, YouTube videos and stuff where people go into, like, that whole, like, math is beautiful thing. Yeah, but not the math that you sit down and do. That's never beautiful in my experience <laughs> when you talk about theory or, like, why something works that is interesting, that is neat, and in some cases beautiful. But, like, the actually sitting down and doing math is just a shit show. Yeah, I agree. I hate math. And I'm bad at it, so. Yeah, that's why we made machines to do it for us. Hopefully exactly. never to have to touch it again. <laughs> exactly. That said, though, um, I remember I had a conversation with somebody once. And they're complaining about something. And um, their, their income came up during it. And then they're arguing about how unfair something was. And they explained, like, and they charged me this. And that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, yeah, it does. And they're like, what do you mean? So... They they brought up their salary, which was weird, but like yeah. <laughs> they were ex complaining about the cost of a service, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, it was it was something like a tip, and I was like, that's okay. how percents work. That's fifteen percent of that, and they're like, no, it's not. And I was like, can you take out a calculator and type in <laughs> this? And it's like there's something must be something going wrong because that's not how that works. And I was I was so upset because I kept on thinking about their salary. And how high it was, and the fact that they couldn't do basic math. And I understand different jobs require different skills, but I was like, how come how come I can do percentages, multiplication? I don't make big money. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's frustrating every time I see something like that. And it's one of those things. It's like, it's not very zen of me to care about salary. And really, I don't. I care about, like, comfort and, like, not stressing too much. But 
it is still upsetting when you think about like how much money people can make doing like garbage or like scams or like different things and it's like if you're just like a trying to just make it in like a, a typical career path like a safe career choice sometimes like i'll never ever make that much money yeah right uh yeah i've seen numbers that i'll never there's no chance i will ever get to not no chance i guess for anything anything's possible to a degree but like i don't know man still (laughs) i don't think i'm ever gonna make bill gates money yeah there's a thing um (laughs) where it's like elon musk was saying like he um was losing like four million dollars a day for twitter or whatever and people are like yeah awesome and then like people point out like it will be like thousands of years till he runs out of money at that rate yeah so like like, that's literally like taking a toonie and putting it in a a little jar for him (laughs) yeah 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 it's it's like it's baffling when you think about things like that of course people at that level are insane like oh yeah it's they're it's it reminds me of like the cyber psychosis argument because it's like you're so far removed from reality it'd be really hard to contextualize things properly at that point yeah like that old meme from like that old meme from um arrested development like how much could a banana possibly cost five dollars yeah yeah it's like when he goes out on a date it's like all right like you know we're going out for some late night snacking. What do you want? She's like, well, like maybe McDonald's. He's like, okay. And then he goes and buys a full, like buys the McDonald's, not just like a hamburger. It's like, like that, is, that is the kind of person this is. <laughs> I didn't want to break this, like, I don't know, bearer bond of 10,000. So I got them to give us a wheelbarrow full of fries <laughs> and uh, a million patties. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Life is good. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, yeah. So what about this mountain blade? Let's go back to that, because I'm, I'm not done with that conversation. Good, because... Uh, last time we spoke, you were trying to sell some tools, I think? Yeah, I didn't give you the heads up on that, so I, I'm bad at speculating the market. If you start... So mountain blade is a game, and it's easy most easily described is like a medieval upstart simulator you okay you start the game and you have a brother and then two small uh brother and sister like two two much younger um brothers uh, one younger brother and one younger sister and then like Mm -hmm. your brother that's like starts off with really beefy stats and basically you do like a tutorial and then um, the point of the game is basically to build your clan up. And so that's like you've renowned your wealth. And eventually, like, you can get your own city and stuff. So okay. part of the big grind of the game is I'm coming out of, like, phase one, phase two-ish of the game, depending on how you break it up. But some of these phases are much longer than others. Um I'm also bad at it because it's been forever since I played and I was making mistakes and things. But it's fun. It's such a fun game and i'll explain why by going into more detail about the game which i should have done already (laughs) so it's a lot about fighting and then it's a lot about trading and um 
basically your relationship with different characters in the game. So it's large-scale battles. There's small-scale battles. It's basically you, you can fight, like, control your character, and then you can also, like, get people, which is totally necessary to create, like, an army. So you go from, like, having, like, a gang. Like, I'm rolling out with the boys. Like, we start off with, like, peasants with, like, scythes and stuff. And you go... And you fight, like, some force bandits or whatever. And you lose half your people because they are, like, <laughs> starting out with nothing. You're like, well, the ones that survived, I'll, I'll level them up a little bit and, like, sell, like, all the bandit armor from these guys back in town. Well, okay, with all my profits from all the bandit armor, I'll hire even more people so I can take on bigger groups of bandits. Right. And, okay, now the people, the survivors of these fights are starting to get better at fighting, so I'll upgrade them. Maybe they'll become, like, a knight on a horse, or maybe they'll be a hunter with a bow. And you start, like, developing your army. And you go, okay, so now I, I don't need to develop my army as much. I'm kind of comfy as is. The game also has limits on this based on, like, your level and, like, your power and stuff, like how many people you can command at once. And then also you're limited by basically how much money you're bringing in because you have to pay these soldiers' wages. Oh, shit, okay. So, part of leveling up is, like, I'm going to put points into my two-handed weapon use so I can swing my big fuck-off axe a lot. Or yeah. I'm going to put a bunch of points into trade. And it's interesting when you're building your character because if you're like me, you're trying to, like, optimize for the right now to a point. But you don't want to sink everything into skills that like at some point it's like it is important for my character to be decent at combat but you actually could play the game and almost never participate in combat yourself okay. so that's cool there's benefits to doing it you get perks and stuff so it's like okay i i do two-handed sword man a lot because i'm a boring person so <laughs> um if i put a bunch of points into two-handed sword and i level it up by using it eventually like my soldiers that use two-handed swords are going to get bonuses and even the ones that don't get small bonuses related to my skill or like maybe like it's easier for me to recruit two-handed sword people in the world um so there's all these little power things but then they're also planning for long term like well i'm going to need money long term so i'll put some points into trade and so you have your money from fighting all your forest bandits your army's as big as it's going to be right now you're comfortable but you're right. barely making ends meet. You don't have a whole lot of passive income because you're early in the game. So I'm going to buy... I'm going to go to this town. For whatever reason, this town has dirt cheap olives. <laughs> so that's a thing. You... Okay. Then like, okay, so I'm going to buy up all the olives in this region. And then I go up way to the frigid north where they don't have olives. And I'll sell that's, the olives at a higher smart, price. Yeah. Smart stuff. And they don't have a whole lot of like furry things in the south. So I'll buy furs when i'm in the north and sell it for a shitload down south you'll pick up all the furries and you'll bring them down south gotcha. i just skin the furries up in the north <laughs> they don't care it's too they cut them open like tauntauns from star wars and climb in for warmth um <laughs> fuck me you haven't wait have you seen star wars again i can't remember how much you've no. missed out on in life i've been Lindsay wants to watch it with me oh, so i've, I've been asking her a bunch like a bitch. can we watch it or do you mind if i watch it and she's like well i kind of wanted to watch it but I think I might just have to go ahead and watch it without her. That might be my least favorite conversation to have in the world is, uh, I kind of wanted to watch that. I figured we'd watch it together. Ah, like I fucking hate that. 
because there's times where I'm that person too, where like Sydney will start oh, a show, absolutely, and I'll be like, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so you really just have to agree. You kind of have to lay down the law, or just start watching without asking. Sometimes, yeah. Which yeah, is, I, I think don't know. that's what I got to do. <laughs> that's terrible. But um. <laughs> So what happened with the tools is I bought a bunch of tools and because I was unused to the game, I didn't know the going rate for tools. If you level up your trade skill enough, the game basically tells you what's like the average price and it gives you an indicator. Is this a good price for this tool or not? Uh, And then like you start doing other things. So like you can send people out in the world to do jobs for you. And then that's how you make real money is caravans. (laughs) I love this game. And it's so clear to me that other people love this game too. Because right. if you go online and you ask, like, I was like, why is my workshop not making any money? I saved up all this money. I bought a workshop so I'd start getting passive income because I was going town to town, winning arena fights, and then selling the reward from the arena fight to fund everything I was doing. So ultimately, I was never making money except when I sold these big things, but I was always chasing the next thing. And it was right, good. Yeah, okay. I made a lot of money, but it, I couldn't keep any of it. So I needed something that was going to generate me more money over time. I need passive income. Caravans are the answer. What I did (laughs) was workshops. (laughs) Caravans are a problem too because you need to find an NPC in the game to recruit to your group that has a high enough trade skill to make it worth your time and money. Um, Like on a long enough time scale, they're always going to make you a profit. But obviously they're better if they have a better trade skill. Um, The problem is with workshops... Like the, So there's villages, castles, and towns. Villages always take their goods that just kind of spawn in the world. And like you can't get them, but the villages collect them. They spawn in the village, essentially. And the okay. village takes... The, the villagers, which are like an actual like unit walking around in the map, grab the wheat, the olives, the furs, whatever, carry it to the town to sell. And then so the town um, ha, or city or whatever, ha, I think they're called towns... Um, they can have workshops and workshops take some of the raw goods and make like secondary goods or whatever. They buy olives and make oil. They buy grapes and they make wine. They buy iron. They make um, parts for weapons and stuff. And so it's actually like an economy. And that's why like early on in the game, you can make a lot more money if you're really good because the economy stabilizes kind of over time in the game and comes up with like an average and there's a more or less equal distribution of goods after a certain point. Wars and, and things will disrupt this because like enemy lords can go and just raise a town and just like kill everybody and take all the goods. And it's like now the economy's a bit weird and trying to recover from that. So it's like in the north, let's say like Sturgia, the Viking land where a lot of the furs are goes to war with Batania, where a lot of the other furs are, the the the, the Viking stand-ins versus the Scottish stand-ins. And so now, because they're all at war and everybody's destroying all the villages, there's no fur to be had. So now fur is like a hot commodity on the market. So, like, <laughs> the economy is very interesting that way. And anyway, cool. so my workshops weren't making any money because there's so much war going on and stuff. That it's like they were like there waiting to make like wine or whatever, but there was no grapes to be found in the fucking world. So right. <laughs> like 
<laughs> or alternatively, it could be like, there's a lot of grain in your region. You'd think it'd be perfect for a brewery, but it's not because the grain's so cheap that caravans will come and buy all of it from the town and sell it across the map. So your oh, workshop no. never has an opportunity to actually brew the beer. That's hilarious. So <clears> it, it turns out it was things like that happening all the time. So I said, okay, wow. caravans are the way to go. So the um, game is like super in-depth. Yeah. And so you know it's good. I, I totally missed my point because I brought myself down such a deep rabbit hole. You know it's a good <laughs> game because you go online and you're like, why is my workshop not making any money? And people are like, because the developers are fucking shitheads. <laughs> like, since this patch, oh, you can't do it. You have to do caravans. Or like, because people get so snarky with each other, you can tell they love the game. It's like when right. you go on, like, on a Dark Souls subreddit or whatever, it's like, how do I beat this boss? Well, the first step is to get good at the game. <laughs> So you go on the Mountain Blade subreddit or something, and you're like, how come this workshop's not making money, any money? It's like, because you were stupid enough to do workshops instead of caravans, you fucking idiot. And you're like, Jesus Christ. So I'm here, like, trying to, like, fix it. And they're like, go watch this 20-minute YouTube video where a guy explains it. And, of course, I did, and he still did explain it. But even, like, with the advice, there's things that are always going to be out of your control unless you decide to micromanage it. But the whole point right. was I want passive income because I didn't want to micromanage it. I wanted yeah. to start it. So, you're you're stepping out of this phase where, okay, now I'm starting to have passive income. I have an army that's a good size. I have companions. I don't need to worry about making money right now. I'm doing alright. What do I, oh, I do? I work on my skills. And more importantly, I work on my relationship with lords. So right. there's like, so villages have people, towns have people, and then like there's castles and stuff. So lords live in castles and towns. And then there's also like in villages, there's NPCs. And then in towns, there's like merchants and just like gang leaders and stuff. So you can do jobs for these different people. Why would you do that? To get money and experience and level up charm and trade and all these things um roguery but like you're also building relationship score with these individuals so they're more likely to do something for you or more most importantly they will um like have more recruits for you when you go to towns to recruit soldiers it's based in part on like how good your relationship is with the town if you were constantly raiding a town they're never gonna have soldiers <laughs> and they'll hate you so it's going to be hard to get sense. people. But if they love you there, it's like, oh, okay, here's like the like the last two units are usually grayed out, but you can buy them because we love you so much. Right. Um, and like our town hasn't been raided in a long time, so it's a little bit more prosperous. We might have better units, whatever. Okay. Um, so then it's like, okay, I'm doing lots of jobs for lords. Maybe you want to become a mercenary. Maybe you want to swear allegiance to a, a, a country. Okay, yeah. So you do mercenary work and you start fighting wars for other people and you uh you can take lords prisoner, you can ransom them for money. You can just absolutely you can cut their heads off. Generally considered to be a dick move by most everybody. Um I think that's the, uh, a war crime, maybe? No, I I think it's I mean, yes, but like the thing is it's upsetting to people. Like that sound I undersold that, but like literally, like it negatively <laughs> and like affects your relationships with people. I had a thing. I I uh, did a siege on a castle. Basically, I baited. I I made an army. I, I saw where my king was going with his army because I yeah. swore allegiance to a group, 
And uh, I saw where my king was headed for a raid, and I just got there first, so I would get credit for it. And so he just joined my battle when my battle started, even though that was his plan. And then so I get benefit for like, good job, you did this, and now you get the right to do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's amazing. That's a good tactic. I actually need to double check something, because like when I was playing the game, I spent so long in like this mercenary kind of mode, or even pre-mercenary, just building a passive income, because I just wanted to explore the world and see what was going on. Right. And so constantly, my brother's character kept on getting marriage proposals, I turned <laughs> them all down, because like I don't know who these fucking people are, and the way the game does it, it's hard to see, like, I could bring up the encyclopedia while the offer's there. But if I accidentally like decline it, then it's just gone. I need right. to double check it because, again, the, the, you know this game's good because the community's so weird online. <laughs> I went looking at who's the best wife in the game because um, a lot of people play as dudes in this game. Go figure. Um, I may have got my brother one of the best wives in the game <laughs> kind of by accident. Um, I think it was just because we had we were famous for a really long time and we hadn't joined any uh, kingdoms. Um, And so I think because we were like so wealthy and like doing so well, the game was kind of like just like everyone was interested in our clan. No one is asking for me though. I felt a little slighted. Okay. I pulled up the infographic. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. My brother's wife is one of the, holy shit. She's so good. I didn't even realize it because I was looking at the infographic recently and I was like, why is that name familiar? Oh, that's my brother's wife. So I sold my brother off kind of so because it's like a patriarchy, I guess she joins our clan. Right. Um, so I, now she's governing a town that I was given by the king. It was, I nice. was just dumped on me. They awarded me a town. And I was like, are you sure? I just joined. But I, it's also like the game has all these balancing things that are very interesting in how like the AI makes decisions. So like kingdoms have actual policies. So like a kingdom I'm in right now, every, every charismatic Lord gets more influence every day. Influence you can spend on trying to sway people into giving you things or mm-hmm. like asking for favors from other Lords and stuff. Cause I'm a Lord now because they nice. gave me vassal ship and stuff. So everybody was like, this guy's super nice because I I spent so long doing a job for like the same group of Batanian lords because there's four towns like next to each other. So I do jobs <laughs> for one guy, go next door to the next town, do jobs for that guy, go to the third town, do jobs for him, go to the fourth. And by the time I finished, the guy at cast number one had more work for me because they were at war. Nice, so you got a good little system going. Oh, yeah. So I had like four lords fucking loved me. Their whole family loved me. And so... When I joined this kingdom, I was really rich because I had a lot of passive income coming in for so long. And um, I joined a war. I helped take a castle. And I didn't even realize it. Everybody wanted me to have the town. And I was like, are you <laughs> sure, guys? And they're like, yeah, why not? But it also makes sense for them to do that. Because then, like, the king, it behooves him to make sure that each of his vassals has a town or something. Or at least the powerful ones do because it makes sense right. for him to try to keep me happy and for sure yeah. like hey the, you know this lord's not going to maintain power if he doesn't have a castle to consolidate the power in or town definitely so yep. you bring like, in all that all that money all those people so 
I was like, sweet. So then they declared peace against the country that we went to war with. Um, we like took half their com- their country from them. It was fucking buck wild. And they kept on saying, do you want this castle? And I was like, no, please give it to somebody else. Because like, I was like, I got to be spread too thin. I can't fucking do it. And as soon as like peace happened, I was like, thank God. Now I can like actually put people in this town, make sure it's defended, rebuild it. Because my king fucking raised it to the ground when he can't conquered it. Because he's a dickhead. I, I spare villages and stuff. And it makes me lose reputation with some of the people in the game. Because they're like, why didn't you... We made less money because we didn't burn it to the ground. I'm like, I'm trying to build relationships here. Yeah, really. So some relationships lords are bigger. Yeah, some lords respond really well to mercy. Some really hate it. It's it's they have personalities too. Okay. Um, all of this was also present in Mountain Blade Warband. It's just better. It's just more sophisticated now. I love it. Right. So like, That's awesome. We went to war with the Vikings because our king was sick of paying a tithe to the Vikings from the last war. It was a different kingdom than the other one that we stole my castle from. And I was like, for yep. fuck's sakes, I just started putting people in my castle to defend it. For fuck's sakes. And so, like, I'm helping my king win fights and stuff. And he's like, do you want this castle? I'm like, no, I don't want the fucking castle. The war just started. We're going to lose this immediately. We just started the war. Like, if you give it to me, you're going to be pissy with me when I lose it. And you're not mm-hmm. going to give me another one. Because you be like, eh, you lost the last one anyways. <laughs> I'm reading into it, but the game does take certain things into effect. For instance, we're doing so well in the war and getting so many castles, I did accept a few that were all next to each other. So I have like three things in a row now. It's like, I can manage this. It's it's all to itself. It's fine. It's not like I have one on the ass end of the continent and another one over here. This I might be able to manage. That's fair. That's smart. But like they keep on going to war and I'm like, guys, can we please declare peace? And I checked like the kingdom like policy thing and it's like, Zero per pe- people, zero per- percent of your kingdom support peace right now. And I was like, for fuck's sake, it's because we're doing so well, but we're pushing so deep into enemy territory. There is no way the war is going to be sustainable. Right. So I'm there trying to like, guys, we need to pull out now, <laughs> basically, so like, so I can consolidate, and I don't have to participate in the war. Like, if an enemy lord is there, they will attack me if. They think they can beat me. Right. Um, but they can't because I have such big, thick lads with axes and stuff. But like, <laughs> uh, and that's our war chant. We just chant lads, 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 lads. No, that's hilarious. No, you don't do that. But um, <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sakes. Okay. Like, so they'll be pissy with me for not participating in the war or I won't be considered as influential, which is like a real currency in the game essentially for like getting your favors so now i'm just like i'm gonna declare my own kingdom at some point i'm just kind of consolidating that's why i wanted things next to each other so when inevitably inevitably i declare independence i don't want to be just ripped apart from like all these little places i need everything to be in one spot where i can defend it and so i need to build up good relationships until that day comes so i have people on my side that's fair. I mean, that that makes perfect sense. Oh, I had kind of mentioned to like you and the boys recently, this game's so good for weird moments because I was looking up like different things, like how to like make your companions start their own parties and stuff so they can go do work independent of you. So you don't have to babysit them and they'll do right. things for you okay, and nice. like different things like that. And like how to do this, how to, how to make your wife do this. 
And that, like, <laughs> it turns you into a bit of a sociopath. And it's so yeah, I can see that. fucking funny. Because, like, literally <laughs> last night I had the epiphany. Um, I need to get me a Viking wife. Because I'm on the border <laughs> of Viking land. Right. And, like, my town is, like, culturally Viking. Sturgeon. So they want a Sturgeon leader as a governor. So I'll go get a Sturgeon wife. So I can have some kids, so I can start working on, like, my legacy and my clan. <laughs> and if she's a Viking, then the town I have will respect her more. And they'll deal right. with her authority. Because you can't lead the town yourself. Like, you control everything, but you need somebody to appoint it as a governor. Okay. So I'm going to go get a Viking wife to do that. And, again, the online community is amazing. Because I went, like looking at like the, my different options because i wasn't on my xbox i was just looking online at like the wikis and stuff for the different viking women yeah. and then there's a <laughs> bunch of fan art of this one viking lady svana she's one of the best <laughs> viking wives and she's notable because her character model is so fucking tall <laughs> and there's fan art of like people like drawing a giant viking wife hugging them from behind and stuff <laughs> this community is insane and i love it Oh my god, that's so good. It's and oh yeah, like I with the boys. What I was getting at was like, I my brother has started with a really high trade skill for some reason. So I've had him running a caravan very early on in the game. That's where pass a lot of my passive incomes come from. But right. I need to plan for him to take a vacation so that I can get him to join my party. Like I can just say, <laughs> disband your caravan, come join my party because I need him to go. <laughs> Make a kid with his wife for the same reason we need to have, like, kids to marry off to other people to make alliances. And, yeah, I double-checked. I accidentally married my brother off to one of the best women in the game, which is great. So That's so good. Good for us. So good. I love it. I guess You've we... gotten so much further in this game since last time I was talking to you. It's like... so... But I've spent <laughs> I... so much time playing, though. Yeah, when I was with you, I mean, you were just yelling at the screen because the tools were so much cheaper than what you paid for them. Because <laughs> my trade skill was so bad. <laughs> if I started again, it would go a lot smoother because I, I didn't realize your brother was like a usable character for a long time because the game, like, obviously I could look things up, but the game doesn't make it super easy. Right. So, like, you go online to search up tips and I found this one amazing story where the guy's like, so my wife in game is pregnant with my child. How do I stop her from joining uh, tournaments in the city? Because every time it ends up with me and her fighting and my character screaming die pig while hitting her with a two-handed sword while she's pregnant with our child. Surely this isn't good for the baby. Now, nobody dies in tournaments. But, like, oh, people can die in combat. So, like, it is a thing. Like, you could tell your wife or, like... Please go hang out in my castle so that her unborn child doesn't die. Yeah. I as I was <laughs> talking to Sydney about this, I was like, oh, we're deep in patriarchy territory, so uh <laughs> it doesn't feel nice explaining the thought process. Like I was like, what happened to my other sister? Oh, I married her off. Where the <laughs> oh, fuck no. is she again? And what happened was I just had like a really hard battle and I won. And then immediately it's like, they want to marry your sister. And I, I accidentally clicked yes without even really reading it. So, so I'm not sure where she is. I can check. I think she's still alive. 
Like she's doing all right. <laughs> Haven't visited her in a while. Oh, Ever. that was an accident. Accident. <laughs> Accidents happen. <sighs> oh my god. Do you still have that really great fighter guy? Yes. Yes. I have two of them now. Two. It's annoying nice. because they're so good that in the arena, uh, if they end up on enemy teams, they can beat my ass pretty effectively <laughs> depending on what kind of fight. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good at the combat in the game, but, like, I one just has, like, really high polearm skills. So if we end up, like, on horses, like, jousting, he right. can win in a, a single hit because he just so far outclasses me in that area. That's um, amazing. They are just so fucking good at fighting, though, that it's useful to keep them around. Yeah. Um, but then that you kind of get into that argument, like I was trying to get it, kind of getting at earlier. It's like, well, I could put a lot of points into being really good at fighting, but ultimately, I'm still one person out of an army of hundreds. It's better mm-hmm. if I put more points into like leadership or tactics or stewardship or trade or charm, like to be like, you know, the skills of the boss or the king are not necessarily the skills of the lowest tier worker. So, you know, I'm, you know, trying to be reasonably good at combat and like tough and have good equipment, but ultimately it matters more at how good I am at running a kingdom. Definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. So like my fighter at some point might get replaced, although he's Sturgeon too. He's going to, until I get a Viking wife, he's going to run that town for me. But like, (laughs) it's it's th- you stop seeing them as people completely and it's like well fuck if i get a viking wife like i can try to make an alliance and start making babies so i can have a legacy <laughs> uh, that's so good it sounds like a fun game i think i'd probably enjoy it it's, i don't know though i feel like it would be too much for me it is digital crack <laughs> Dude, I feel like I know how to play it now, though. I feel like I would start out strong because you've given me all the tools that I need. I I honestly, like, I would love to share what I learned because a lot of it was like when I found out I'd been doing something wrong was like, oh, fuck, I wish I could have avoided that. And like (laughs) a lot of the advice online might be appropriate for when it came out because like a lot of people were like, yeah, workshops. Yeah, smithing. Smithing was so good as a way to make money. I haven't even mentioned smithing. It's the only way right. to get the very best weapons is to make them yourself. And okay. it's, Have you gotten any better at it? I know you said it was really yes. hard in the beginning. So I learned a lot about how the smithing system worked because a lot of the guides and stuff that people wrote were true when it was released, but they changed how some of it worked uh, Like because it was out on uh, PC like two years ago. And I've been oh, waiting sure, for okay. that to be released to console. Right. So they've changed how things worked like smithing it used to be possible to basically unlock the best recipes right away and make things worth a hundred thousand dollars after working at it for only like a few in-game weeks or whatever okay whereas now like it's a much bigger grind so that's why it's taking me so much longer to catch up and because i'm bad at it and because i have (laughs) other things i part of me wishes i had got really good at smithing before i got involved in all the kingdom nonsense and I right. kind of really want my kingdom to go back to peace and quiet for a bit. But that's fair. my kingdom has a lot of warmongering lords in it. So mm. they will vote for war a lot of the time. And there's only so much I can do to stop it because I'll run out of influence if I'm try- constantly being a naysayer too. 
Right. So it sometimes it's easier to lean into things and try to steer it. And That's again, right, yeah, just yeah. more sociopathic, like just like, oh, I'll lie to them from now and I'll do this. But like literally <laughs> like you can try to na- enact a policy like my character has a really high charm score now. So like there's a policy. It's like people with high charm get more influence over time. People with low charm lose influence. So that's good for me. So I could try to vote that in. But like I was checking it and it's like 90% of the kingdom opposes it. And it makes sense why. Because I think it's like just me and the king have a high charm score. <laughs> but because the king loves me so much, he keeps giving me all this shit and everyone hates me because no, I, yeah, it, it's a whole balancing act too where I, I you can't please everybody. And there's no, some lords where I'm like, real life. oh yeah, yeah. And some lords are shitter. <laughs> like they will have like personality things like they have no mercy they're calculating they have no valor so it's like oh this guy i don't care if this guy hates me because i fucking hate him right and his daughter's ugly so i won't marry her so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) one of the wives that people say is one of the best is this really short woman from batania um i I should mention the kings there's valandia which is kind of like english knights um the 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 lore for them in game they all have their different lore but i'll just bare bones it for you valandia is kind of like english knights with horses and square like great helmets and stuff uh sturgia is like vikings batania is kind of like scottish highlanders they have like tartan stuff kilts um uh there's the kuzate which are basically like the mongolians uh Mm -hmm. like horseback archers and stuff there Mm -hmm. is how do you pronounce it like a sari or something in the desert they are like kind of like um like like middle eastern like uh knights and horse uh, riders and things like that um then there's like three different flavors of uh what do you call it? imperial so they all are like because the whole thing in game is the emperor died and so it split the empire into three different empires and now there's um uh basically like everything's up in the air so all the kingdoms are kind of revolting it's like now's our chance fuck the empire like <laughs> everyone's trying to make a bid for power kind of thing um right. sorry yeah okay i did pronounce it right sorry batania uh kuze uh kuze okay Northern Empire, Southern Empire, Sturgia, Valandia, and Western Empire. Oh, I did get them all. Okay. And then there's a bunch yeah. of minor factions and stuff. Um, okay, cool. But it, it's it's interesting to, like, really get into it. And it, it's so daunting now because, like, either I help the kingdom I'm in take over the fucking world, or I join the Empire and try to have the Empire take over the world, or I go out on my own and try to do it myself. Um it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like a big, big, big undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sounds like, yeah, you're, you're deep in it. I just keep playing because there's nothing more satisfying than riding up on my horse with a giant two-handed axe and just finding the enemy lord that dared go to war with me. And just ignoring all their troops, charging straight at them and knocking them off their fucking horse. <laughs> you can also de-horse people, which is just you attack the horse instead of the person. And the horse just dies and the person goes flying. 
which is so yeah. satisfying because like there's point there's tact you should have tactics in the fight i'm also bad at tactics because again i'm pretty stupid so like sometimes i'm just like everybody charge archers you charge too who cares everybody everybody go but like <laughs> um there there's something really satisfying of like charging an enemy and like an enemy knight kind of rides out to meet you and you just de-horse them you don't even stop to like yeah. hit them while they're on the ground and it doesn't matter because all your boys are riding behind you and they're just gonna beat them up with maces while they're on the ground <laughs> get him get his ass i feel like that was pretty satisfying for uh real knights back in the day too <sighs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like they really enjoyed that. I, they probably have felt a lot of purpose. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds like a good game. I might have to try it out. If I get into trouble, I'll call you. It's a commitment. I would love to answer your questions, but you might just run into something fucking weird. Like, how do I give my equi- my companions equipment? And I'll be like, you can do it when they're in your party, but outside of that, I have a lot of trouble figuring it out myself. <laughs> Uh, so you can have companions while they're not in your party that that's interesting it's a whole thing so like at the the renowned level i'm at i can have seven companions i have i think it's like four of them right now running caravans for me to maintain my giant army while i'm at war because i have to have way more people now because i have so many castles that need bodies in it to stop Uh. the viking horde from attacking right shit yeah there's a lot of planning that has to go into this and i'm i'm stupid so it's hard to do that (laughs) (laughs) uh well i think you did a great job explaining it i appreciate that my friend because it's a whole thing there's such there's so much to learn yeah i feel like you're probably just like scratching the surface do you want green text? I would love one. It seems we're so far into this right now. I don't really have <laughs> any. I tried to find things that might be related. I was trying to think, uh, find things about bad families. I Okay. Because <laughs> I described how terrible I've treated them. Be me. Ten. Think I'm a wizard because my hippie dad talks about it so much. <laughs> I like the cool magic battles I've seen on TV and decide I'm going to become a real wizard. I think of how to do it. An idea. I build up the magic in my arms. And I release a fireball. I punch a hole right through the drywall into my parents' room. And I see them having sex. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Epic win is is how they ended it. But I don't know that that's what I would call it. I would say the opposite. Yeah. This guy definitely lost. <laughs> yeah, he lost his innocence. <laughs> that's, a, that's the one thing in life that you don't want to see. Have you ever punched a hole in drywall? Uh, no. It's such a meme. I, I've never been that mad because I think it's... It, I would have to get... I've, I've probably been that mad and just never done it. But the thing is, I think about what a pain in the ass it would be to fix it. Yeah, and I, exactly. like, I think you would have to be extremely mad to actually forget how much of a pain in the ass it will be to fix it. Or just be an <laughs> asshole enough for like if it's your parents' house or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would think about, like, all of the consequences first. Like, ah, oh, well, if I hit it and then I got to clean it up and that's going to be paying the ass and then I got to fix it. Probably don't have anything to fix it here, so I got to go to the store. Got to spend money. Yeah, just too many things. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I've also never been that angry. I'm a very calm person. You're much calmer than me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll be really good at like dealing with the political intrigue of Bannerlord. I was just saying how much I fucking hate that in D&D, but I can do it in Bannerlord because it's very simple. <laughs> do this job for me. Okay. But I ran into the same issue when I first started playing because people were like, do this job for me. And I was like, okay. I found out later that was a crime. So <laughs> it's like, oh, beans. I was trying to yeah. help. I did crime. Yeah. That was when you kidnapped those people and beheaded them, right? No, 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 no. It, it was moving goods from one town to another, which I guess you could consider smuggling. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that's better than beheadings. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that. You can take an enemy lord prisoner and just cut their head off and just send a letter yeah, to their no, family you saying. if you want. Yeah. There's an achievement that's for it. doing it to somebody that's killed one of your family members. Okay. A tit, like a tit for tat kind of deal. Yeah, it's just called best serve cold. And fair enough. Okay. I'll probably do it at some point if anybody kills any sweet babies that I don't have yet. Uh yeah, you better protect that wife. Uh, my non-existent wife. <laughs> my giant my giant Viking wife in the future, maybe. Hopefully our our we'll have a Romeo and Juliet moment on the battlefield. For all I know, I already beat her ass in one fight. There you go. There's so many names. Tyler, there's hundreds of NPCs. <laughs> uh, you'll have really tall children at least. And that's what really matters, because everybody <laughs> naturally defers to tall people to lead them. It's ingrained in us yeah. as children when we're looking for adults. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, so this poor kid, though. <laughs> I mean, I that's what you get for lying from. to your kid. <laughs> Trying to convince him he's yeah. a little Harry Potter or something, and then you have to put that's him in true. a cupboard under the stairs. Think I don't think I'd you... ever come back from seeing that. Think about what you did in the orphan cupboard. <laughs> I don't think there's enough therapy in the world to come back from. I mean, there probably is, Tyler. I think you're discounting some of the trauma people have been through in real life. <laughs> It'd be bad, don't get me wrong. It's going to be real bad. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's another fireball. That... <laughs> That's true, I guess. You want another? Yeah, let's hear it. Do you want another story that maybe may or may not be similar? Or maybe yes. it's totally different? I would love it. Okay, this one's actually about learning to appreciate your family. Oh, that's nice. Be me. 13 years old. Neighbor is old, scary motherfucker. Asked <laughs> my dad to help him out with his housework. His dad, My dad tells me to go help him. I go around. And he starts talking to me about his life experiences. He tells me he's ex-military and his wife died while he was deployed. He told me he can't remember the last time he said he loved her. He came oh. back and lived alone in his house ever since. He tells me to cherish everything and tell people I love them more often. I finish the housework and I go home. 
I enter my living room to tell my parents that I love them. <laughs> and mom is riding dad cowgirl, finger in her ass, and he's calling her a dirty slut. So I run to my room. They assumed I was just being a typical teenager when I stopped talking to them. I was just scarred. <laughs> I moved out last year and I haven't spoke to them since. Oh my god. Go help your neighbor with PTSD. <laughs> Me and your mom have her, her own chores to do. Oh no. That one I would have a lot more trouble getting over. Yeah. That image is much worse. <laughs> the other one was whitewashed a little bit. This one, yeah. just watching one parent absolutely degrade the other would be difficult. Definitely. It would be yeah, bad. Like be it rough. doesn't even it doesn't even have to be really sexual. Like if you walked in and one of your parents has like a fucking pizza paddle and is spanking the other one, you're not gonna forget. <laughs> and it's gonna recontextualize a lot of things. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. It's like I can't, I'm so disappointed in you. I can't believe you didn't clean your room. Oh, am I being a bad little boy? <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Don't disrespect me like that. What are you going to do? You like being degraded. Your child finding out you're into BDSM might be the worst thing that could happen to you. Yeah. If you yeah, don't... That would be super awkward for everybody. If you aren't the cool parent that calmly approaches a subject, if you flinch for even a second, I think your child would bully you till you die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once they smell blood, that's it. They attack. Yeah. You yeah. know, children and, and sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Have extra teeth, are mean, checks out. Yeah. Show one little sign of weakness, then you're done. <laughs> Yeah, I was babysitting a kid once, and um, he was kind of down the dumps, and I was like, "What's going? What's wrong, man?" And he was like, "I got, I got real jacked up teeth." And I was like, "Oh yeah, like what's going on?" And he's just like, oh, "I got like, I have like three sets of teeth, like two and a half sets of teeth, and so they're all coming in and they're all pushing each other out of the way, and it's really messing it up. Some of the baby mm. teeth still aren't out yet." And, like, the ones that are coming in are just pushing the others, and it's making my jawbones weird. Oh, shit. And so I'm struck by this. I don't know how to respond to this appropriately. Yeah. So I took a beat, and I was like, that just means you're like a shark, man. <laughs> you're just growing all those extra teeth. And he was smart enough to absolutely see this for, like, the very poor placating <laughs> remark that it was. And he was just like, Sharks don't have dentist bills. And like, oh man, you're too young to. It's not even your money. Oh man. Oh geez. Let's just go back to watching cartoons, huh? Get you a freezy. Maybe we can rot yeah, a couple I'm not of those talk teeth to you out anymore while I'm here. I get it. You're the downer child, huh? Where's your brother at? Maybe we make a Lego fort and throw it at each other. Oh my god, that's really Dodgeball, but it's Lego bricks. Big ones. Oh, sh shit. <laughs> and you're blindfolded, so you step on them sometimes. There you go. 
We got a new Fuck, game. That, that feels like a jackass stunt, right? And that it seems does. really tame compared to some of their others. But blindfolded, blindfolded Lego dodgeball, but the dodgeballs are made out of Lego pieces. And so they break when they hit on the floor and you're walking around stepping on Lego pieces. That yeah. actually sounds like a nightmare. That does sound like a nightmare. That sounds terrible. And we up it. And you obviously, if it's on Jackass, they're going to be naked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was picturing it where they were all yeah. in Speedos or whatever. Yeah. That sounds painful. I don't Send think I've ever nightmares. actually stepped on a Lego. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's, it's a reason why it's a meme. It's not the worst thing that I've ever felt, but it's not good. Because those like mm. actual Lego is extremely strong. Yeah, yeah, they're made well. Good company. <laughs> Send your Lego creations to the ArgleBarglePod <laughs> at gmail dot com. Yeah, exactly. Or just send us Legos at whatever our mailing address is. I don't. If you didn't set up a PO box, we don't fucking have one. <laughs> All right, just lay them on your step and send us an email and we'll come pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) Geotag a picture with some Legos and we'll be by to steal them. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at theargleberglepod and send us some emails at theargleberglepod at gmail.com. And thanks for burgling in. Thanks for argling by. This is not a short one. That's Be fun. me. Foster child. I don't know who my biological parents were. Discover I was adopted at a young age. Grew up not knowing much about my background. Fast forward into my 20s. See a commercial for Ancestry.com. Around the same time, Facebook was just starting to get popular, so I have an idea. I still don't know anything about my biological parents, but maybe if I make a post on Facebook, it'll go viral and I might get some insight. I'll make the post. Months go by, nothing happens. Eventually, I get a message. Hey, Anon, I saw your post, and this might sound crazy, but I think I'm your birth mother. No fucking way. The dates match up. Find out I have predominantly Korean ancestry. Makes sense. I fucking love kimchi. (laughs) Learn mom gave me up for adoption since she wasn't financially stable enough to raise a child. Dad grew up in worse Korea, being very poor. Sometimes had to resort to shoplifting and stealing due to poverty. Uh, Worse Korea, I believe, is South Korea because it's more chance of terrible place. (laughs) He sometimes had to resort to shoplifting and stealing due to poverty. His parents were Buddhists and wanted him to become a monk. Find out he wasn't able to maintain celibacy, which is how I was born. <laughs> Gets really sad and depressed because of all of it, and he ended up killing himself at a young age. Oh, oh no. <laughs> My birth mother shows me a picture of his suicide note. And the first line is, Never made it as a wise man. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. My dad was a Nickelback fan, and this is how he reminded me of what I really am. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. I fucking got you, didn't I? <laughs> oh man, those are good. You've been thoroughly japed and bamboozled. <laughs> I've seen some of those. So funny. I've seen a lot of Scooby-Doo ones. The Scooby-Doo ones can be very weird. Yeah. Some of them can get real weird. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Green text? No way. They're all appropriate. Not a one of them <laughs> has been bad. Uh, do you... I I like Nickelback. I don't have a problem with them. We've had this chat, and I'm I'm a shitter. I'll be the first to admit I'm a shitter. And that's why I preface some things is I'm not trying to be a shitter. But like, I can see where some of the, like the hate for it comes from, but I think that's people growing out of like a phase of music in their life. Not saying that it's immature, but like people go through phases and stuff. So I think that was a lot of it was people genuinely enjoyed it. But then they started going on the internet because I remember this being like an early Reddit meme or whatever. And I think it was just a thing where people were like, oh, being jaded is cool. Hating things is cool. Okay. Right. So this is an easy target as like a giant rock band. Um, I can't believe you listened to that because you haven't got jaded and cool like I did when I discovered the internet. Yeah. But. I don't have a problem with it. Some of the songs are very samey, but I mean, so is Metallica and they're also a really popular band. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of their music are very similar, which, you know, kind of gets annoying, I guess, but I don't know. I I always liked Nickelback back in the day for sure. No. And, and that's it. I think people just got kind of got like too cool for it, but yeah. Just because they the perception changed. Because I think I think it would be more cool to stick to your guns and be like, no, this is fine. Like, I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. No, that was a good green text. What a what an ender. What a good one to end on. People are gonna be pissed. <laughs> People hate it when we have a good time. <laughs> Alright, bye. Bye. <laughs>